Hi, welcome to the Yellow Talking Show. I'm DV LeBron. This show is brought to you by Melothian Blade and Barber, 1000 Main Street on in Melothian. That you know, sometimes your hair gets long. I don't have that problem, as you can see. And uh, but you know, if your hair is getting long, go see Geraldo and tell him DV LeBron sent you. You'll get a good haircut. It's a good place. They support law enforcement. They support the military. It's a great place to get a haircut. I highly recommend them. So today. I have Chief Goldsby of the Waxahachie Police Department. How are you doing, Chief? I'm good. I'm good. Glad to be here. Chief, I'm really glad that you decided to come on and talk to the people of Waxahachie. I know you had a busy day, and, and it's never easy for the Chief, so giving me your time is is, is special. Thank you. Uh, uh, not a problem. Uh, a lot, I know that you've noticed that there's been a lot of growth in the city, so I'd like to... Um, for people who don't know you, I'd like for you to introduce yourself to the people of Waxahachie. Okay. Uh, yeah, my name is Wade Goolsby. I'm the chief here. I've been uh, chief here in Waxahachie for about uh, seven and a half years. I've got uh, 42 years total in law enforcement. And um, uh, this has been the best part of the career. So uh, uh, it's really been uh, uh, fun. It's a great community and a great department. And uh, uh, I enjoy coming to work every day. There, th that is definitely a long time, 42 years, and um, you are on the downswing of, of that career. Um, I believe that uh, that it'll be next month, I think is what you told me, or it's, it's coming close. But I, 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 I was going to have you say goodbye to the, to the folks later on. I wanted okay. to talk to you about um, the budgeting process. I've talked to several government entities, taxing entities throughout the county. I've had interviews with uh, different police chiefs, and and uh, um, I also had interview with the the county sheriff. And um, what is, you know, did the budget this year kind of meet with the things that you wanted to do? What are some of the things that you'd like to see going forward? Um, what are some of the needs of the department right now? Well, right now, uh, it really is just a matter of keeping up with the growth. Uh, the city has been very supportive of us over the last few years. Uh, we've put several major projects in place. And so right now it's really just uh, keeping the personnel to uh, keep up with the growth of the city. Uh, this year we were uh, asking for four officers. Uh, they actually went ahead and uh, uh, gave us a little advance uh, on a couple of those positions so that we could start filling those positions. Um, and it's really just a matter of, of keeping up, but uh, the city has been great. Uh, we're we're in great shape, and uh, uh, we appreciate the support that we get um, in in our efforts to keep the community safe. And as far as um, one of the things that I've seen a lot in the news uh, lately is is about people not wanting to go into policing, and there's been staffing shortages and and that, that such is Waxahachie experiencing those shortage in officers. Um, are you short officers right now? What's, what's kind of the level that you'd like to be running at? Well, right now, I mean, we're, we're in a constant state of, of catch up, uh, because from the time you hire an officer, um, they, they, most of the time they have to go to the police academy and that's now about, uh, six months long. Then once they come out of the academy, they go into what we call a field training program where they spend another uh, three to four months with an experienced training officer, te teaching them how to take that knowledge that they learned in the police academy and apply it to situations on the street. 
So we're, we're always uh, about a year behind in terms of uh, when we hire somebody and actually getting them on the street as a functioning police officer. So, uh, but that's the same for everybody. Uh, right now we're in pretty good shape. Uh, I have uh, one opening right now. And so uh, we've actually uh, had pretty good turnouts for our hiring dates, but uh, I'd like to think, I have talked to other chiefs and, and I know that they've experienced the problem with not getting applicants and I think it's uh, a compliment to us that our reputation out there is is good enough that people want to come work for us. And so we're we're seeing pretty good groups of applicants come in. We're getting some really incredibly good people uh, hired. And so you know we're not seeing the the problems that a lot of agencies are seeing. Is your is your pay comparable to the other cities? Yes, absolutely. And we're and and I think this year in the budget they have they plan to do another salary survey. Uh, it's a constant battle to stay competitive. Uh, but again, we we are very competitive with our with our uh, area cities, and so um, there's really not that much difference when you look at at the various cities. It's just really comes down to you know which department do you want to work for, and uh, so that helps us too. Um, one of the things that, that, you know, and, and I'm going to get into it further is the, you know, the ballistic shields, things like ballistic shields, things like the special equipment that you would need, um, right. on certain situations. Are those things available with the city of, uh, Waxahachie PD? They are, uh, we've, we've just recently ordered, uh, some more, uh, we typically, you see those in, you know, SWAT teams. Uh, but after Uvalde, uh, you know, we started looking at, at you know, uh, the what if scenarios. And one of the things that we had not recognized in our active shooter training was the possibility of the uh, suspect barricading himself in a classroom. And so we have now purchased uh, entry kits to uh, open a door and ballistic shields for protection. And so, yeah, we're we're in in uh, in the process of equipping our patrol officers with that with that equipment. Um, since we're on the subject, I'll go ahead and get into it. That was, uh, uh, I believe, it was 19 children that lost their lives in Uvalde. Um, yeah. If I'm wrong about the number, I'm sorry. Um, it was too many. So it was it, yeah. the the function. There was a lot of after action, and there was a lot of things that were done wrong. Um, I've talked with the superintendent of, of Waxahachie ISD, and, and he talked about some of the things in working with y'all. Um, Chief, what, what are some of the things that Waxahachie PD is doing to ensure that if this happens in our city, that we are as prepared as we possibly can be? Yeah, I think, um, well, one thing is that we have uh, officers in our schools. We, we have school resource officers in the schools. Uh, we have a great working relationship with the schools. And then the school has uh, school marshals uh, who are armed individuals uh, in the schools. And then we have the, the school security. And, and we have done a lot of training uh, for these kind of things. And so, you know, every time we have an event, uh, we look at that event and try to analyze it and say, 
what went wrong or what went right. You know, you, you can learn both ways. And so um, we're still way, I mean, there's still a, the comprehensive final report on Uvalde still uh, hasn't come out, but a couple of reports have. Uh, we've watched the videos, we've, we've you know, critiqued it. Um, and so, you know, we make adjustments in our training uh, so that so that you know we can learn from those mistakes and make sure that they don't happen here. And uh, we we are usually when when guidelines come out that say hey you should be doing this or you should be doing that we're already doing them and we're already doing them with the school district in conjunction with them. We're already doing the training, um, so we stay we make, put a lot of effort in into that uh, avenue so that so that if it does happen that we're prepared. Chief, uh, do you do training with uh, state entities and, and federal a- agencies? Because I know that there's a lot of, uh, I think the FBI has a has a shooter training, several de- uh, different um, government entities have them. Do, do you uh, do co-drills uh, with them or stuff like that? We don't really do it with, with the state or the feds, but we do it with uh, surrounding agencies. And so I think uh, the reality of it here, uh, you know, now uh, DPS troopers could show up and we, we have a good relationship with them. Uh, we don't train with them a lot, but we know who they are. They know who we are. Uh, but we have uh, a lot of interaction and training with the agencies around us. So that's, that's really where we focus on. And, and, and the reason I ask that is because whenever there is a situation like that where there's mass chaos, there's a command center set up and there is a chain of command established and there's so many things that go into that. And then there was a discussion in Ovaldi on who's in charge. And, 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 and that, kind of, that kind of thing, you know, that kind of thing happens when you don't train and when you don't understand how these command centers work. So yeah. does Waxahachie have a pretty good handle on that? Yes, I, 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 I feel very comfortable. We have a good handle on that. Uh, now, Uvalde was a little different because they have, uh, because of their location and uh, the immigration issues they have, they have a lot of federal agents in their, uh, in their town on any given day. But uh, we don't have that kind of presence here. But we, we do train and command uh, instant command system. Uh, all of our commanders have that training. Um, you know, I don't think you would see that confusion here that that you saw there. And, and that would be good. I'm sure that the families um, of WISD definitely appreciate that that work that you've done, uh, Chief. So I wanted to ask you one of the things that I I talked with um, the Ellis. County Children's Advocacy Center, and I also talked with uh, Sheriff Brad Norman um, during the interview, and we talked about sex trafficking and human trafficking, and it is an issue even for our small, wonderful community. And so I wanted to know, what is Waxahachie PD doing as far as uh, sex trafficking, human trafficking? Are you seeing a rise in it? uh, What kind of of work are you doing um, multi-agency-wise? Yeah, I think um, we work very closely with the Child Advocacy Center, and they're kind of the uh, the hub of the wheel for any offenses involving children. Uh, we work very closely with them, and and they have uh, we have meetings on a regular basis uh, where we bring in all the partners that uh, that work with them. We exchange information. 
uh, we collaborate. Uh, we'll have everybody there from, you know, the prosecutor's office, uh, child protective services, other uh, police departments, the sheriff's office, uh, you know, victim assistance. I mean, we get the entire comprehensive team working on uh, those kind of issues and working together. So that, uh, and then there's specialized training that comes out to recognize when somebody may be uh, being trafficked or victimized in that way. So we do have it. It does happen everywhere. Uh, it, we have seen some cases here. Um, our officers are trained to recognize those kind of things and, and the Child Advocacy Center is constantly working at ways to uh, get better at, at, at handling those through the uh, various agencies and levels of, of service to those victims. And, and um, that, that is an unfortunate thing for, um, for, for us that, that, that is spreading and that is happening, but it's, it's a good thing that, you know, you guys have a handle the, all the agencies, local agencies seem to be working on this and, and that is good. So let's go to the street uh, chief. What's going on as far as um, what is the most prevalent uh, drug issues you're you're experiencing um are you finding because on the news they're talking about fentanyl and how it's killing our children and so are we experiencing those same problems with fentanyl as other cities are seeing we we are uh we are seeing fentanyl we have made some arrests and uh we are seeing uh fentanyl come in uh recently we've we uh, made an arrest where uh, they're hiding fentanyl now in, in counterfeit pills that look like another type of drug, but they've actually got fentanyl in them. Uh, so again, uh, we're, we're attacking that uh, as aggressively as we can. Uh, fortunately, it, uh, to my knowledge, off the top of my head, I don't think we've had any deaths uh, of related to it, uh, but it's a very dangerous drug, and uh, we are out there working on it. Do your officers carry Narcan? We do have some Narcan. Uh, I don't know, I'm trying to remember, I don't know if every officer has it, but we do have it available, yeah. And for those of you that don't know what Narcan is, it, it, it you know, I'm not a, a doctor, but it, it blocks the absorption of, of, the, of the opiate so that, you know, the people could kind of recover from that. Um, and it could be the difference between living and dying at that situation in, in that situation. So we're seeing fentanyl. Are you seeing that that rainbow color? Because they were talking about that, that they're making them like a, a, a more appealing to the kids, which is just I, I, have, I have not seen those yet. Um, but uh, like I say, anything's possible. That's, that's horrible. Uh, other than the fentanyl, what are you seeing out there? You know, most of what we're dealing with is uh, thefts. I mean, we've got a lot of construction uh, in the area, and you know, that's we deal mostly with property crimes and thefts. Uh, yeah, I have it's, seen uh, that. I have seen yeah. that, Chief. And I'm sorry <laughs> to interrupt, but I've seen posts about that about people getting their break-ins and stuff. Or is it is it on the rise? And and kind of uh, what are what is the the city doing to kind of um, um, look out for those type of crimes or, or, and, and better question is what can people do to, um, prevent these things? Well, I mean, uh, a lot of things are, are real simple in terms of one, um, 
I mean, things that are stolen out of people's cars and things, and it's just it's as simple as locking your car a lot of times. Things that are stolen from construction sites are a little more difficult. Um, you know, obviously, if there's some kind of identifiers on any of the equipment, then that helps us recover it. Um, but, you know, things like lighting, security systems, all those things, each one of those things is a deterrent. It may not stop it, uh, but it'll stop a few people. They'll go, oh, I see a security camera up. I'm going to go somewhere else. Or, you know, I'm going to test this door handle and it's locked, so I'm going to move on to a different car. You know, and that's really, you're not going to stop somebody if they truly want to steal whatever it is. But the idea uh, is to take some simple steps to discourage that particular uh, criminal and let them go somewhere else. Yeah, just the little things. And and it's unfortunately unfortunate that we have to uh, live in that kind of world now. But you got to lock your stuff away, folks, uh, yeah. uh, and close, uh, shut your cars and stuff. But um. So as far as one of the most dangerous situations that an officer can get in is domestics. So I wanted you to kind of speak on, have you seen an explosion of domestic violence, um, child sex crimes? Um, I have seen that there's, there, there has been some prosecutions by Ann Montgomery of, of some seriously ugly ch uh, child sex offenders. But have you seen a rise in that and in domestics and what kind of domestics, Chief? Well, I think um, in the actual domestic violence, um, we saw an increase when COVID hit and people were, you know, stayed at home and couldn't get out. And, you know, that's anytime you, you can find people, then they end up being in conflict a lot of times. So we saw some increase in that. Uh, the one thing that was really pronounced uh, with COVID and people starting to work from home and that kind of thing was a significant increase in child porn and uh, child pornography cases have gone up significantly. Uh, you're, you touched on it. We've, we have filed a number of cases. Uh, the sheriff's office and, and us and a number of agencies have gotten together and done some online uh, work to catch online predators. Um, so that's an area that we have seen an increase in and um, it's unfortunate, but uh, uh, we are working on it that is horrible that is that is horrible so you've seen an uptick in in child porn now as far as the 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 uh people trying to engage in those activities with with uh with children or are you finding like where they're actually taping this or you're finding people who actually are are i mean and i know that's graphic folks but there is a difference there there is a difference in intensity uh, we're seeing it on all levels all levels oh. Oh, wow. That is, that is horrible. Um, yeah. So drugs, sex offenders, one of the things that, well, um, violent, that's my, that's my career. Yeah. Right yeah, there. yeah. Yeah. But, so as far as violent crime, like real and there, it's all violent, but I'm, I'm violent murders, right. murders, uh, and such. What are you seeing there? You know, um, we're seeing an uptick in that. Now, most of what we're seeing in terms of violent crime is, is uh, aggravated assaults, uh, but we have seen a, a, a pretty significant increase, and that's nationwide, that uh, the violent crime has gone up. Our property crimes are actually about the same as over last year. 
uh, and we had decreases prior to that. But in the last year or two, we've seen an uptick in violent crime. Uh, luckily for us, it's not uh, a lot of you know homicides and, and those kind of things. And for us, it's still small numbers, but it's still a, an increase for us. Yeah, that it and, and that's unfortunate. You know, there was a uh, I remember that probably a few months ago, maybe it was a little more. Somebody shot somebody over a parking spot. And that that was a that was a real unfortunate incident to happen. I, yeah. You know, I, I wanted to park closer to a school store or something. And that, you know, I never thought about doing some <laughs> stuff like that. And, and, well, yeah. it, exactly. And I think, you know, that's where uh, that's where we're, we've kind of gone in this country. We're seeing gun violence on the rise. We're seeing, uh, you know, that kind of violence just where and I, it's, you know, people are stressed out. People are, you know, uh, they're they're listening too much to violent rhetoric on social media and and uh, I you know there's there's a thousand different causes but uh, the bottom line is we end up working it and yeah one thing that I asked Chief Smith about was how your officers are trained to um, and they're talking about this a lot in in the news uh, nationwide there's a mental health crisis in this country and officers unfortunately you know officers are not psych majors. And, and they have to come into contact with with um, people who have serious psychological distress. Are your officers being trained in that? And then uh, add a caveat, when there's children with, with mental things that are going on and dealing with children in that capacity as a law enforcement officer, are you doing that training in Waxahachie? Yes. Um, we, we started... Uh... A couple of years ago, our goal was to have every officer certified as a mental health peace officer. Uh, that's a 40 hour curriculum. It's certainly not like a master's degree or anything, but uh, we put every officer through that training. Uh, in last year's budget, we also hired a uh, crisis support specialist that uh, is a, uh, a licensed social worker. Uh, so, you know, we, she follows up with individuals that we run across uh, and provide services to them, tries to direct them to services that can help them out. Um, so we're, we are definitely uh, putting a lot of effort in that direction because like I say, the mental health system is severely lacking. There's a lot of people that just cannot get help. And so we end up dealing with them when they go into crisis. And, you know, that's not our field of expertise, but uh, we just, who else are you going to call? And so the police get called out in the situations that, that uh, we would rather not be in, uh, but we have to go out and handle it. And usually when we get called out, it has deteriorated to the point where the person is violent. And, uh, and then we're faced with trying to stop a violent person who is mentally ill. And those are the most, those are very, um, the most, one of the most dangerous situations that an officer can, can come into and the, the, the actual person, because the, the those situations can escalate. And absolutely. So, um, one of the things that, that happened during this whole COVID thing is that there was a serious talk about policing in this country. And as far as policing, um, uh, people of color and 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 underserved communities and you know all that stuff there, there was that conversation and our our local community came together 
unlike a lot of communities um, around who had violence, a lot of violence, our community kind of came together. Um, I'd like you to kind of speak on that, on, on what walks a hatch. How did you as the police chief take that time and, and see it and, and kind of deal with that and, and get your, your guys to deal with it or, and gals? Okay. Um, yeah, I think uh, as a chief, it's important to realize that we don't have great relations with some uh, minority groups, and especially the African-American community where the history with policing is, is not very good. And so, you know, from day one, we've tried to reach out and build those relationships with various members in the community, uh, leaders in the, in the various minority communities. And I think we did a great job in that uh, I'm on a first name basis with a lot of, uh, of individuals in the, throughout the community. And so when the, uh, you know, protests and things came, you know, we just called one another and said, hey, uh, we want to have a protest. I said, okay, uh, we, wanna, we want it to be safe. And uh, we worked together to organize those things. And, you know, like I say, we, we have a very positive relationship here. Uh, it's not to say that, uh, hey, something could happen, but we've got a good enough relationship that, that uh, I think they would feel uh, any individual uh, that's a leader in, in the African-American community, the Hispanic community could call and say, hey, uh, tell me what happened. And, and we would have a very open, transparent discussion. And that's good. That's that's part of how you you heal and you you make connections with communities like that. Um, Chief, you've served your community for a long time, and I want to personally thank you for doing that. I'm all about serving the community, and I love people that do so. And 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 law enforcement can be a, a thankless job. Law enforcement can be very hard. It it's it's terrible. On it could be terrible on marriages. There's so many things that you dealt with in the last 42 years of policing and trauma and, and the worst things, worst things in society. And yet you continue to serve. So I want to thank you personally for for doing that. And I wanted to give you the mic to go ahead and speak to the people of Waxahachie as you go ahead and, 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 and retire. All right. Well, I, I appreciate it. Uh, and, and you're right. Uh, you know, police officers have to deal with things that most people never even think about. And, you know, we, we deal with uh, trauma and, and death and aspects that are very, very difficult. But on the other hand, it's very rewarding too. And we realize very quickly that society needs us and people are appreciative. And every once in a while in your career, somebody comes up years later and they tell you, you made such a difference in my life. And the funny thing is, you may not even remember what you did or what your interaction was with that individual, but those are the things that make you come back. And I've had just the greatest career that I could ever imagine. You know, there's so many police shows and things on TV that, that people are fascinated by police work. And they, they fantasize about it. They, they watch it on TV and I got to live it. And so I feel so fortunate and for the last seven and a half years, being chief in Waxahachie has been absolutely a, a wonderful experience. Uh, Waxahachie is a great community. They support us. Uh, we get a great department. We get great people. And 
you know, we've been able to build a culture in our department that uh, is as good as anywhere in the country. Uh, I'll put our officers against anybody. Uh, they're very engaging. They're very professional. They're well-trained. Um, and I, I walk away at the end of this career with such pride that uh, we've been able to do that here that uh, I, I'm walking away on such a high note that uh, it's, it's, it's just can't think of any better way to do it. Well, it's well-earned and well-deserved. Uh, may God bless you in your retirement and, and, you know, go out there and, and have some fun and enjoy and, 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 and live, live a good life. Um, you've done, you've done your job and somebody else has to watch from here. Well, um, they do. And, 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 uh, and, and the department's in good hands and, and I, I plan on living that good life and, and taking it easy for a while. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Well, Chief, thank you again for coming on. Thank you so much for your service. And uh, hey, folks, I, I plan on having um, the Mayor Melothian on soon. I hope you will watch the show on Friday. Uh, what is it? This Friday, I have uh, Mr. John Garrett, who is building the Texas Theater. He's he's bringing it back to life. And I think it's going to be a great show. I hope you guys will watch. And, and, and I would love for you guys to, to be here and see that. Uh, Chief, again, thank you so much. You take care. Appreciate it. Goodbye. Mm -hmm.